the fear that penetrates your heart when charged by Africa's deadliest animal. But when the sun sets, the moon rises, and as you lay in the dark, sounds of elephants trumpeting and breaking branches blast through the jungles. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I have failed and failed on this whole podcasting thing, but I'm not giving up yet. I basically, I thought I was going to release so many more episodes than I have, and I'm sorry for that. Thank you for the people who sent me notes on how the podcast has inspired them. Uh, it means a ton to me. I'm, I'm going to keep it going. Uh, I'll hopefully get up to a regular schedule where I can get maybe one done every week or one every two weeks. Um, and I might actually do an episode on why I haven't been doing the podcast regularly, but I will save that for another time. Today, I'm super excited to have on the show Captain Potter, or also known as Sam Potter. He's basically a jungle boy that lives on the island of Kauai. He is an awesome filmmaker and creates some of the most raw and honest films that I, I've seen in a long time. So I've been hugely inspired by his work. Um, we talk about his recent trip to Zimbabwe, uh, kind of balancing social media today and like where social media is going. Can it be used as a force for good? And basically trying to as a filmmaker or a photographer, learning when to capture a moment versus when to just experience it and put down your tools and and just enjoy life. So yeah, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Here's my chat with filmmaker Sam Potter. Hey, how you doing, brother? Sorry about that. No worries. So I guess I added the wrong Sam Potter. Ah, uh, <laughs> somewhere. I was in like, I don't know. I don't see an invite. <laughs> Somewhere in the world, someone's got a random invite for a podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're like, maybe that's just gonna be your number one um, guy right there. Maybe he's got some crazy story. Dude, I may as well just go for it. You never know. Yeah, Sometimes it's random, always possible. random people have some of the most interesting stories, right? That would be actually a super interesting podcast series of just like. <laughs> It, just random people like I have no idea who this person is, but I'm just gonna try and reach out and see if they want to tell me about themselves. It could be pretty cool. It also could get like super weird. I'm I it's, it'd probably get really weird. Yeah, you, you drop into some weird life situations, but no, like yeah. I have no idea what to say to you right now. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I might as well get right into it. Where in the yeah. world are you right now, man? I'm home, um, Hawaii. Um, yep. I just. I'm actually only here for the next seven hours, and then I get on a plane, and I'm going to go work with some of my friends who are shark shark conservationists. There we go. There's the (laughs) word. Um, In the Bahamas, we're going to be free diving with tiger sharks, which is going to be really cool. Um, So that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm headed. Nice. How do you find... (laughs) Like, how do you leave Kauai? I went there for the first time in December this uh, past year, and holy shit, man, it was amazing. <laughs> Unreal. It's actually a little paradise for sure. Um, leaving can be difficult um, at times. Like, it's more of it's 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 easy to leave. It's hard to stay away. Um, like growing up here, you like, you know, it like literally all I wanted to do was leave when I was growing up. Like I loved it and I appreciated it. And like, don't like, I definitely like loved my childhood and had a blast, but there was always that lingering, like what's on the other side of this ocean. Like I need to see what's out there. And so you definitely feel isolated on a little rock and you definitely traveling is, is key to, 
to appreciating this place to its fullest because when you're just kind of born into it and it's all you know you don't understand how lucky we really do have it so it's it's amazing and i i love to leave but i never see a point where i won't come back it's home yeah just going out there and gaining perspective i have the same thing i live in whistler canada and it's like to me it's one of the most beautiful places in the world but going out, seeing other things. And then when I'm on the plane home and I'm flying over these mountains, it's just like, oh man, I'm so happy to be back here after the chaos of all these cities yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Canada's gorgeous. I haven't made it to Whistler. I actually haven't even got to explore it too much. I just stopped in for the first time and it was just awesome. I just loved crossing that border. Man, we're so there's close like, to you. It's like a five, yeah, five so hours. Yeah, they're so rad. Five hour flight. Gotta come, to, so uh, nice. gotta come to Vancouver. It's only like a five hour flight from you. I was in Vancouver. That's where I went. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah, I just loved it. Like we just entered, just entering the border felt good. Like even the, like <laughs> the customs was nice. Everyone just super friendly and it was awesome. Yeah. The Vancouver like, airport stay- has like a, a little fake lake with like loon noises and stuff in it. I've never seen that. Anywhere really? Else. Yeah. I, I somehow missed that, but I was, I was cracking up like within the first like five minutes, there were some solid Canadian moments. <laughs> Like I, I like was talking to my friend. I'm like, oh, where do you think this is? Yeah. And some lady like yelled across the airport. Oh, you just need to, you just need to go across the street and take a left. I'm like, you are the nicest person on the planet. <laughs> Thank you. Like just aggressively so helpful. Good. Just <laughs> yeah. Or when, even when I first like landed, there was like two people getting their bags out of like um, what are the things above the seats? They're they're both getting it out. Yeah. And they overhead kind of, like, compartment. Yeah, yeah. They both kind of hit each other and they're like, oh, sorry, and both said sorry at the same time. I'm like. Yes, I'm in Canada. It was just like a couple of really funny, awesome things. I'm glad to hear it, man. My experience landing at the Kauai Airport in December, we rented uh, like a beater car for the the 10 days we were there from this guy. And he showed up in full camo at 10.30 p.m. (laughs) with a a knife on his hip. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're just about to go pig hunting. But uh, here's your car. I'm glad. It sounds like we both got very authentic yeah. entries. Yeah, I know. I like it. I, th- I feel like the government should work on making like really authentic entries for, for different countries. I like that. We used to do that back in the day, like in the 70s when you flew in Hawaii, like there was like full girls in grass skirts, like giving you lays and stuff. Yeah, like, I've seen that. I feel like that was almost like too corporate though. Yeah. Uh, no, back in the day, it was actually, it felt decently authentic. Like it was... Since tourism was new, like people were excited to have people coming in. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And like now, back in the day, back in the day. But I, I'm sure it got corporate and then it just got dropped at some point. Yeah. And now it's a bit of the opposite, right? Like you guys are now pretty, it's rather busy. opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I did a little intro already for the podcast so people know what you do. But cool. Do you want to just give us a little rundown on like how you explain your life and, and your work? Oh, that's such a difficult question, to be honest. I don't know. Everyone asks me, like, what do you... I don't know how to answer it nowadays. Um, The thing I like to say um, is that everyone kind of... Well, it's just a very new thing. We're kind of pioneering this new career of just being able to create and pour your heart and your passion and, like, your creativity into things and actually, like turn into a career just through social media and like companies if you gain a following companies want to work with you they're like oh well that's a we can kind of plug our products into your brand and you know it's just it's advertisement in a sense but it's also like creation and then it's 
I don't work with a lot of companies. I make sure that the people I work with are people who I respect and who kind of share my values and kind of fit my brand. Um, and it's fun. It just kind of opens the doors to being able to turn what you love and what you're passionate about into actually, you know, a career, which is yeah. cool. And I think that that's like, it's, it's a really cool thing that our generation is kind of demanding now. Like this, like we don't just want a paycheck. We want a purpose and we want to work with companies that want to stand for something. And it's, it's a very, I feel like it's a very generational, like it's like generation wide. Like everyone I talk to, like no one's satisfied with just a paycheck. Like everyone wants to work for something greater. And we've just been, kind of blessed into this situation where or this kind of time in this era with social media and technology and everything's just kind of forming to the point where we can kind of break away from what used to be considered practical i guess yeah no i like the optimistic view that you have of it because i found myself like wavering between negative and positive thoughts of it mm. all because i mean what you just said is definitely true and that's where i'm focusing my energy now because i i want it to be even more true but it, mm -hmm. you also get the flip side of you know like if a, a company that just chops down trees but makes some cool product offers you a hundred thousand dollars to do a project it i'm sure it can be hard for people to say no it's like the mentality to work with only companies that you truly believe in was that your mentality from the start or is that something you've kind of decided recently? Um, that's a great question. I don't know how true I was in the beginning, but I mean, in the beginning you're hungry. Like, you know, yeah, you just, yeah. you just, you can't believe someone wants to throw you money. Like oh, if yeah. someone offered me $200 and they're just like, we want you to make this video. Like in the beginning, I wouldn't have cared what it was for. Like, I'm like, yeah, like this is, I can make money doing this. Like, let's go. Um, but once you, there's there's a there's a learning curve and I took it to where my big kind of moment with that was when people I kind of started moving from um, from a camera to a voice like from behind yeah. the camera to in front of one and, and becoming what we're calling an influencer and that kind of hit hard with me it's like whoa I have influence on people like I gotta be careful who I work with what I represent like what I'm putting out in the world like I took it seriously for sure I wasn't okay with just putting out more noise yeah. it's a crazy term if you think about the word influencer. yeah it's, it's like it can be kind of scary but like i just said like to to frame it in a positive mindset and try and use it for good is i don't know that's definitely where i want to at least think things are going yeah it and i mean i mean it is sometimes hard to keep that positive mindset even in just like a, a broader like sense like it's it's doing more like social media is doing more damage and it's doing good it is it's creating this generation of kind of like depressed people who feel misplaced and outcasted and it's actually probably separating us more than it's bringing us together but it's just the beginning you know it's it's within this has just happened last 10 15 years like it's crazy the what we could be doing with it. And so I, I still look positive even though things are looking a little negative because I, I, I see people getting over it. People are getting over yeah. the shallowness. People are totally. getting over kind of what it's become and it's opening the doors to move to what it could be. And it really could be this beautiful, powerful force to bring the whole world together. That's what's happening. We're connecting the entire world, which is insane if you want to look back 
200 years to where we were still in the mindset of every new discovery, new place founded. It was like, okay, who's going to exploit this place first? You know, yeah. and it's just this crazy We're We've come a long way and I, I'm far from, I have, I, I believe in the human race for sure. I think that we can do something really cool with it. Dude, that, that is exactly why I wanted to talk to you. Like the, that's the image and the, the voice that you're, you're giving out and I love it. I, like I took a four or five month break off Instagram. Basically, I just deleted it off my phone. I could still post from my computer, but I wasn't really consuming. And nice. in that time, it just, I'm back on it now. And it just made me realize it's not necessarily the tools that are the problem. It's just how I was using them. And anyway, yeah. it's like, we can find a way to use these properly so they don't hurt us. I agree. I had to take a, a break off of, um, I couldn't do, I didn't get to do that long since it is kind of my, yeah my job. I couldn't, but I did take a solid, I think it was two weeks without the app on my phone. And then it was also closer to a month of not really posting. Like I just went on there to like, there was like two weeks before where I kind of was just checking DMS and stuff. And I knew there was a couple of people I wanted to try and connect with, but yeah. it was kind of that addiction of getting sucked back in and like that, that, that. Um, but I just cut it. I'm like, okay, no social media. Like, let's take a break. Let's, I was just kind of the, I just, I didn't even remember what it was like to not, not, not have this app totally in my life, not man. have like constantly be sharing myself and what I'm thinking and my thoughts and what's going on. And I kind of got hit by a pretty big one in my life, like a pretty big obstacle to tackle. And I was like, okay, you like, and it, it was funny because as I was learning, it was like I was learning in captions. Like I was, I was formulating how I was going to share it with the world. And I'm like, dude, you need to just shut that mind off and focus on yourself. Yeah. And just actually learn this lesson before you can help anybody. You need to like look out for yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Instead so, of just constantly thinking about like the image you're going to kind of put out with this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even if it you're trying crazy. to be helpful, which I'm sure you were, right? You're trying to help other people that might be going yeah. through hard times. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. But you know, it was important to look out for yourself and to make sure you're good. And yeah, definitely to anyone listening to this, taking a break off of social media just for a week and just try to put your phone down for a week. It will be an amazing week. Yeah, man. You realize the first day or two, it's like, oh shit, I'm alone. It's a weird feeling. <laughs> like I'm just like standing at, standing at the corner. You got to watch people go by, you see some stuff yeah. that you never would have seen. You can yeah. think clearly like the first yeah. time in forever. Yeah, maybe start it's reading crazy. again. It's uh, yeah, it's not mm -hmm. too bad. Not too bad. And uh, yeah, so before the the Zimbabwe video that you just posted, or in the video, you talk about kind of some sort of big obstacle in your life, and just share whatever you're comfortable sharing. You don't have to go into detail, but like, um, and almost canceling the trip because of that. How did you kind of like get the courage to end up going on that trip and realizing that it might actually help you to just keep plugging away and do your thing um i don't remember exactly what made me turn that hmm give me a second to think on this one no worries i like we got some roosters in the background so they'll they can fill the silence <laughs> <laughs> we have lots of those i'm currently looking at like five chickens my neighbors have two goats and a donkey oh man it's I, hilarious i love that place um Okay, so how did I get the courage to go anyway, even though I wasn't feeling great about my... Yeah, I mean, you thought about canceling it, right? And then... Yeah, and then I just wasn't sure. It just, it just was... It meant so much to me. Like, that trip meant so much to me. Um, it was literally... It's been my dream. 
yeah. since I was a kid. And the idea of going and my mind being somewhere else and not being completely immersed in that situation just made me think like maybe I shouldn't do it yet. Yeah. Like may, maybe just something else. Like maybe let's try it. Let's do a different trip. Let's not tackle like your dream when you're kind of in this messy situation and your head's not going to be there and you're not going to be able to feel and express. And it just kind of became this like, you just need to do it. Like, you know, like just let things, you're going to, it's going to be a, you, you can't put your life on pause because something bad happens. Exactly. You know? It's going to be you, a long life and there's going to be yeah. so many times where things go wrong or things yeah. hurt or whatever it may be, but just to keep so I going. Just, yeah, you're right. hundred. Yeah. I, yeah, that was it. It was just like, you know, you need to keep pushing. You need to keep living. You can't let, you can't let pain get in the way of that. You just gotta, you gotta let it exist. Yeah. Um, and work through it. And that, that's actually something I recently, I learned on the trip as well of like, like letting things, not letting things consume you, like kind of bringing like, equanimity and poise into like your being and not like letting you let yourself feel everything like you can be sad and happy at the same time like yeah. you can you know you don't but you don't have to get lost in those drastic ups and downs and totally so man can, yeah yeah i i kind of used to, so i'm still relatively young i guess i mean 24 but i used to think that i could kind of create this life where i would just like drive around all the potholes and like it'd be a great life and i'd be super happy the whole time but then mm -hmm. I realized like it's just inevitable that there's going to be yeah. tough times and it's about the tools that you kind of equip yourself with to deal with those tough times. Those are the key. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. hundred percent. That was kind of my ending message of the Zimbabwe um, piece. Um, it was kind of just, I forget exactly what the, the written words are. Um, if you guys would like to see, you can check out my YouTube channel. Plug. Um, a plug, and it's, it's <laughs> at the end there, Captain Potter. But I'll try and remember exactly what I wrote. But um, I was like using this song, and it kept saying Zita Para. I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it right. They say it so beautifully, I don't even want to mess with it. Yeah. But I looked it up, and it meant it will come to pass. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's exactly <laughs> like exactly what i'm trying to say with this video and it just so happens to be the last song that i'm using and i kind of just wrote this thing about how i'm learning that it was kind of just trying to encourage people and like yeah your struggles are gonna come yeah and i hope that you are strong enough to push through it and not let it destroy you not become more brokenness but to like fight through that thing and mm -hmm. come out the other side just a better person because those struggles are what it's, 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 it's in those times that you grow. It, yeah. You become the person that you want to be. They're necessary. Totally, man. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, whoever hasn't checked out the Zimbabwe Captain, Captain's Logs, right? Captain, Captain yes, Logs? Yes, sir. Yeah, check it out on Sam's YouTube, Captain Potter. It's uh, definitely my favorite one that you've done up to date. In terms of the, I guess, like behind the scenes technical side of all of that, for I feel like a lot of young filmmakers are interested, like, how does this project go from an idea to being a reality? Like, where did this all begin? Mm, like, how do I form the story? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. But I guess starting out, like, how did you uh, connect with the brands that made this happen? And oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so anyone trying to come up and make a name for themselves in the social media 
world, I think there's two things um, that are important, passion and drive. Um, and to kind of break that down and what you can do to be passionate and driven is one, consistency, and two, authenticity and being who you are and making sure that you're not I think a big mistake that I made and that really slowed me down um, is I tried to do what was doing well. Yeah. Um, I would see this or that and I'm like, oh, that person's getting a lot of likes. That person's getting a lot of attention. I should do this. I should do that. And that was smart in a sense, but I took it too far. It's okay to learn from people and to kind of that's that's how all artists begin. You're just there's no there's really no originality. You need to start by copying people, I guess. Yeah. But get out of that as fast as you can and really find who you are and what your voice is because that's what's gonna that's what's gonna carry you if you're not passionate about what you're doing if you're not really doing what you're doing for you and like creating for you and being authentic and like really being true to who you are you're gonna die out you're just you're not gonna make it like i've died out i can remember when i literally didn't want to touch a camera i was over it um and it's because i was trying to be something that i wasn't and i was trying to create something that i thought people wanted to see it's you, you you know you can't there's no longevity there um and the second thing would be con- so, so 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 stick to your passions but you also have to do it consistently um i'm kind of getting to a point where i'm slowing down and i'm okay with that yeah um i'm not going to grow as fast um, but I am more focused on putting my heart into what I'm doing and making sure that what I'm putting out into the world is something I'm proud of. And I, I want everything that, that that's that's behind what I do to mean something. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you guys know if that works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> please do. I, we'll I hope see if so, my man. following continues to grow and whatnot. But as of right now, I know the best way to do it is to be consistent with what you do. If I wasn't so, you know posting every day you know every 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 other day uh at the most it's people it's a full-time job it's a lot of hard work like people kind of brush it off because it is super chill and a super crazy job and i'm really blessed to have it and, and it's not like back back breaking like you know you don't just go to work all day and you <laughs> Tough work day in the mines and, yeah yeah come you know? out with like and a charred not, face and <laughs> which is funny because there's this thing that i love about that where you just go to work and you work hard and you come home and you're done. Man, and do you ever, yeah, do you ever, because, so I run my own film production company here too, and it's like, my work is with me everywhere I go, just because I'm, yeah. I love it, but do you ever kind of just fantasize about a life where you just like worked at a coffee shop, and then <laughs> you just went home at five, and then you went with your friends to the beach, and then that was that, and you like, hundred percent, I like, I fantasize, because over here, like, the most like, loked out unk job you can have, sorry. Um, like the most like unked, like unked out, like being an uncle, like kind of like the most respectable job you can have by the mass is like you work construction. Yeah. You know, you just it's you and you work construction. You got all the boys and you're cruising. And you have Bios <laughs> Pahana. Like you're just you're accepted. Like that's what yeah. I think of. Like I would love to just have like the worker boots and the jeans and like the dirtied. <laughs> like orange shirt and then just be done with work and go cruise the boys and have a couple beers and go to the beach and then do it all again. Like there's something nice about that because my job's so mentally exhausting and emotionally draining and you're just constantly, cause it doesn't end and you're constantly yeah. creating and it's beautiful. I have no complaints. I'm obviously love my life and I don't want anything else, but there is something 
romantic about just I, working yeah, hard. I, and neither of us. Down. I don't think either of us actually mean it because I know yeah. I know I need to do what I'm doing. I, it's like perfect for me, but it, it's just something funny I think about sometimes. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Zimbabwe. Sorry, sidetracked there. Um, number one, yeah, like working on your passions and then consistency, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess trying not to burn out in the process, right? <laughs> Yeah, just staying true to yourself. I think that's important. So this trip was always something that you wanted to do since you were young. So did you mm-hmm. go out there and start pitching to people, or how did this how did this happen? Um, well, I, this one actually kind of just I I just decided it was going to happen. I didn't know Zimbabwe itself wasn't always the dream. The idea of a wild Africa, like growing up here and you kind of experience this jungly outdoors and you're really connected with what's around you and you go diving and you have a garden and you get your food from the land and the ocean and we're really connected and you feel you see beauty all around you you see nature all around you like right now i'm looking at these huge trees that just tower over my house and i just love this place and it's like my whole backyard is just a jungle and you feel really close to it and Something about that makes me made me fantasize even more about being in an environment where I wasn't top dog, you know, where if I had to if I had to go through this jungle, I'd have to like watch out, you know, watch my back, you know, like it's there's like not, not just a place that should be respected, but demanded respect, like a place where you're not king of the jungle where there's lions and leopards and snakes and that. And it was that, like growing up with, in, in that idea and like watching the Jungle Book and The Lion King and like Swiss Family Robinson. And I just kind of always, a wild Africa has always been my dream. Um, and then one of my Instagram followers, um, I actually don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Taraya. Um, but she's from Zimbabwe and she somehow mentioned something. Maybe I said something about. I really want to go to Africa. La, la, la. I was talking about something. And she said, you need to go to Zimbabwe. Um, and she kind of just pitched me on it without even knowing it. She was just like, you know, there's the, there's monopools and it's like the last true, like you can go on on foot safaris and do like kayak tours down the Zambezi river and like camp on the banks and like lions and elephants will walk through your camp. And I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I need to, I need to go there, and I literally went and did exactly that. Um, like three years later, after she talked Man, to me, um, there's the like the beautiful side of social media, right? Yeah, right. It's so crazy. I was like, perfect, thank you. I'm going. She's like, okay. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I don't know when, but I will be there. Um, and I literally did like almost everything that she recommended, and even I found even more that I fell in love with. But um, how that trip came to actually be. Um, it just happened. Um, I was, um, my, I met, I met this girl, Sarah, um, moonstruck traveler on Instagram. She's awesome. And she was like, Oh, I'm going to go to Africa. I'm like, really? I want to go to Africa. She's like, okay, let's go. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I just like, I was like, I didn't have a lot to do. I was like, okay, I'm going to make this, put this trip into the works. And then a bunch of kind of some of that hard stuff happened. I'm like, I don't know if I'm actually going to do this. I almost backed out but then I didn't. And then, I mean, I was just going to fund the whole thing myself. I didn't have a client. I didn't have anyone to work with. I was just like, this is a dream trip. I'm going to do it. Um, and then last minute, this um, company, Insta361, who are really awesome, um, they hit me up and were just like, 
um, we want to work with you. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be in Africa for the next month. Time, time um, to step up. Yeah, if you want, let's do it. And they're yeah. like, okay, this could be interesting. And it just kind of worked out. That's crazy, man. It's, uh, there's something, I mean, about the fact that you were funding this trip on your own regardless. That is just, uh, it, it's a clear sign of passion, right? Which I'm <laughs> sure like the client could pick up on as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then on the technical side of it, do you when you're going on a trip like this, how much do you storyboard? Do you have a concept at all laid out before you go? Um, I got nothing really. Um, no. I'll usually have a desire and a passion for a subject. Yeah. Like going into that, I knew that I wanted to talk about animal conservation. I knew I wanted to seek out a story that would shine a light on what these animals were going through. And I wanted to experience that firsthand and to really feel that place and be like, what's the energy like there? Like, does it feel wild? Does it feel like it's being taken out? Like, what is this? I don't know. I, I just go on like with an open mind and really try and absorb as much as I can. Um, and then I, I kind of formulate the story afterwards. This one was obviously went a lot deeper. So it took me a couple months afterwards um, of kind of like editing, going through my head and writing and figuring out, okay, how do I talk about what these animals are going through and what I'm going through and what the experience was like and how it feels. Because Africa was, it was a feeling. Like it was the hardest, most challenging um, place to capture that I've experienced because it's so much a feeling. It's like walk, like entering mono pools. Like I don't, how do you, how do you capture the fact that you're you're a little scared to step out of the vehicle because yeah. you know that there's there's things around here there's lions like you you see lion tracks and leopard tracks and there's elephants and there's water buffalo and freaking there's so many things where just, there's hippos and crocodiles like it just things can kill you there and it happens like I think it's just alone on the Zabizi River people canoeing down the river. A hundred people die a year. That scene was crazy with the hippos like all around. And for some reason, they gave you such a small boat. Right? (laughs) Why would they give me such a small boat? I don't know. I I feel like maybe just build some guardrails a little higher, a couple two by fours or something. Okay. I have a great (laughs) story for you. So before we like, while we're like driving to canoe down this river, they start telling me all these stories from last year of them getting charged by hippos and flipping their canoes. And then this one story, literally, they're just paddling and a crocodile launches itself out of the river, grabs a girl by the arm oh. and just gone. Whoa. I'm just like, how, why are you, te- why are we doing this? This is stupid. Like, this is not, why? Was there any like, any like, oh, uh, don't do what Becky did. She put her arm out of the canoe or was it just like, yeah, no, you might just get grabbed. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing. She didn't do anything. She was just paddling. I was like, well, what the hell, guys? Not to mention, like, I was like, how do we, okay, how do we not get into, like, a scrap with a hippo? Like, how do we stay out of there? They're, they're like, well, you know, if you see one, just try and stay away from it. Like, what kind of advice is that? Anyway, so, like, by the time we get in the thing, literally 10 minutes down the river, I'm not kidding you. I counted over 100 hippos, like, staring at me. Like, I'm just baffled on this situation. I've never been more scared in my entire life. I have my friend Dave in the back, and he's like this older guy who literally has this vibe to him. He's lived in Zimbabwe his whole life. 
He's lived in mono pools like for a long time now. He just has this energy like he's indestructible. Like he's just this old man who just like has all these crazy stories of like elephants coming up to him and like touching him and like he'll like he's ran on a full moon with the wild dogs and like all this crazy stuff like how what do you mean you went running in the bush at night with wild dogs is he chill though or like like kind of aggressive about it no he's chill he's just relaxed like everything he says is relaxed he just has this like feel to him like he's indestructible and he knows it it's crazy (laughs) anyway so he's behind me and i'm like dave how you doing he's like i'm 100 percent mike i'm like he's and then Dave's Australian. Um, yeah, he's Australian, and he's um, no, he's he's Zimbabwean. No, I know. I'm just that, joking. He's it like sounded... that South African. Um, yeah, but he's I'm 110. I'm 110. No, no, he said I'm 100. I'm like cool, hundreds. Um, and then we're going down the river, and there's a hippo lined up with our canoe, and I'm looking at the hippo like. Dave, there's there's a hippo in front of us. Like you said, the one thing we're supposed to do is stay away from hippos. Like, what do we do? But we're going down the river. You can't fight the river. Like you can't maneuver around it. He's like, just hope for the best. (laughs) What do you mean hope for the best? Anyway, we're going towards this thing, and then it like goes underwater really aggressively, and then we just watch as ripples. You know those like in the scary movie, like where there's an anaconda underwater or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the the, the, the goes are under. coming at our yeah. at our um, canoe, and I'm freaking out, and I'm like, Dave, what do you do? He's like, I don't know. Try and like get out of the way, and we're like paddling, <laughs> like to the left of it, and it just barely glides by our like canoe, and just the ripples go by, and some and like nothing happened. I was just like, oh my god, like <laughs> I was literally the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. Um, it was. Awesome. And then after, I'm like, Dave, how you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm 110. <laughs> I was like, Dave, you went up 10% since we got charged by a hippo. How are you doing 10% better? He was so funny. Is, um, hippos great- are hippos kill the most people there, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. By far. Surprising. Like by man. astounding numbers. They're just very territorial. So in so the midst of get- in the midst of all the craziness, like, did you find it hard to film? Because I know even when I go shoot like a backcountry ski thing have to be wary of like avalanche stuff and i find sometimes it takes away from Mm -hmm. the amount i'm able to film or were you just kind of hiding behind your your camera (laughs) oh 100 percent. i didn't film that at all that was the last thing i thought about like i kind of wish that i did but at the same time i legitimately thought i might die right there like i just (laughs) i was getting out of the way i'm not i didn't want to die um so yeah no it definitely had an effect which is also kind of why it was harder is like you were a little afraid at times and you were a little unsure and you didn't really know you had to be, you couldn't just film something like this is gorgeous. I'm going to film it. It's like, yeah, it's gorgeous, but it's also a wild pride of lions. Yeah. It's like, all right. Like, and he, cut. No, 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 yeah. no guys. I said, cut. Oh, oh shit. He's coming. Okay, stop, stop. Okay. Don't come any closer. Thank you. It was so it was, it was a challenge and to capture these feelings was the real challenge because yeah. Africa was totally a feeling. Um, and it was beautiful and you could see how beautiful it was, but it was kind of entering that space and like feeling the energy of like an elephant and just like see like, of, or a lion or a rhino and just like understanding that you're in the presence of something so amazing. And it just, it's hard to capture. Yeah. It's, it was, I, it was tricky. I think you did a pretty, like 
pretty much as good a job as you could do of it in the video. It <laughs> worked out you. well. And I then, appreciate it. Gee, like something I'm always battling with is enjoying the moment versus capturing the moment because I get so confused now. I've been filming stuff since I was like 10 years old. I had like a high eight camera. I always loved filming stuff and I, it never even went anywhere. But now mm-hmm. I'm confused as to like why I'm capturing something. Like, am I doing this to show off that I'm doing something cool or, or do I just mm-hmm. genuinely like want to practice my craft? Right. So like some, uh-huh. sometimes I'm trying to figure out like when to put the camera down versus when to bring it with me. So what's your that philosophy is, on that? That is a great question to ask yourself um i'm i'm getting a lot lot better at it i used to be terrible at it i used to do trips and i'd be looking through my footage and i wouldn't even remember things i would have no emotional connection to that moment i would have no recollection of what that felt like or what that person's energy was or you know i just was so consumed in creating um and it's it's not what I wanted it's I started to that was also a point where I started to not really like what I was doing because it was getting in the way of creating was getting in the way of observing and experiencing and that's a balance that I try to keep um and I think that it's actually allowed me to be a better creator um people think that you would need you'd think that you're sacrificing things that you're, oh, you're not going to get as good as shots. Like, you know, your footage, everything couldn't be as grand and well done if you don't have 100% of your focus in creating. But really, it's allowed me to be create something more authentic and put feeling and emotion in my work because I have emotions that were tied to those events. And I know I'm trying to capture those feelings and I'm trying to capture those emotions. And it's it's really paid off, um, which is funny because in the beginning when I first started to practice putting the camera down, I thought that I was not really doing my job to the fullest. Like I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just a little lazy or whatever. <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah. but I was like, screw it. Like I want to experience these things. I'm not just going to create to show the rest of the world something like I traveled here to like see it for myself, like not just to share it. So yeah, there's the balance of the way I look at it is there's moments that deserve to be shared and there's moments that deserve or that 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 should be respected to an extent of putting your camera down and like really just being present in those in those times um so it's it's a balance and it's it's a hard one but it's 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 definitely something that i'm a strong believer in um i talk about it in my feeds all the time yeah. I'm sure I've written, I've said it better before I know I have. So it's kind of killing me as <laughs> I can't find the exact words, but definitely the idea is, is to find balance. And sometimes I just leave my camera at home, yeah. you know, I'll be on a trip. Like there's a few days in Africa where I just left the camera. I was like, no, they're like, Oh, what do you want to shoot today? I'm like, I don't, that's awesome. Let's man. just, let's just go. Um, yeah. and you know, some of those are some of my favorite memories. Like there's one I can think of where I was literally just laying in this field looking up and the sky was just blue. Zimbabwe had the most amazing clouds. They said these big clouds going by and I was just watching like the long grass kind of like going in and out of my, out of my view. I don't yeah. know if you can hear my cat. That's my cat. That's I my can. little lion right here. <laughs> She's adorable. Um, and I'm just watching like kind of these clouds go by and the, the weeds coming in and out of my view. And I, I, I sit up and there's three elephants, um, right in, like not right in front of me, but 
50 feet away. I yeah. was like, oh, my God. They move quiet. They're, like, the, the gentlest giants. Like, it's crazy. Really? But just, like, moments like that of, like, that's that, well, that wouldn't exist if I had a camera in my right. head. But then I don't always leave my camera. Sometimes it's just knowing when to put it down and to leave it, like, not to interrupt. There's moments that deserve not to be interrupted you know yeah and it's different it's different for everyone like right everyone can make their own call on that but uh for sure are you are you taking notes like writing daily while you're on a trip like that so you can really remember like what you were feeling at the time you know i should probably i think no you know i do i do um it's not like a daily i don't have like a daily journal which i wish i i would do but it is a rather, there's a lot I'm trying to do and get done um, while I'm on a trip. So it's, I always go with the intention of maybe writing something down daily, but I, I usually don't. But when something really hits me, when I really feel something, like when there's like a real moment, like the first time I met an elephant, I, that was one of the things I wrote down. Like I, I had to like stop and break away from everyone. And I kind of went off and sat under a tree and I was writing about how they move and like how it's literally like the most gentle quiet like just beautiful beautiful movement um and yeah that actually that tied heavily into the way that I kind of showed them to the world and I think that like it was kind of one of I feel like the most powerful things I said in the captain's log was like when I was describing kind of the you know um the gentleness of giants and how they move with such grace and it's just it was really so yeah there's moments where i definitely take the time out and write nice yeah um well i don't want to take take up too much more of your time it sounds like a pretty nice day there (laughs) (laughs) but uh what's what's next for you What, what do you have coming up um shoot i have a lot of um a lot of things coming up that i'm really really excited about um but this little trip to the bahamas is gonna be really cool um just sharks are amazing and they kind of have this really bad reputation obviously especially yeah. tiger sharks um as they're being they're like kind of, i think they're the third they're in the top three of kind of the most attacks on humans because they're ambush predators and they're very curious sharks so they take a bite out of something to figure out what it is but they're really you know they have this bad reputation but they're really quite gorgeous animal so i'm really excited about that um one of the bigger things that i'm gonna be working on is i'm gonna start you know actually i'm not sure if i'm allowed to talk about this yet so i won't no worries there are big things coming i think i think the uh shark project is big enough people can just wait for that (laughs) you don't need to say anything more (laughs) awesome who who are you going on that trip trip with um my friend Perrin james um he's an excellent underwater photographer he's truly truly something different and he does all of his photography um free diving which is different than most people most people have tanks and stuff yeah but he's like a full-blown free diver and the stuff that he creates is phenomenal that's awesome man i'll have to get him on the show sometime yeah he's cool sweet all right man well i'll let you go but uh no it was nice catching up but basically i've been inspired by your work for a while now and i just think the world needs more of your optimism and like a positive outlook on everything that's going on i think it is a better time than it's ever been before in the world and we just need to learn how to use these tools and and i'll keep spreading positive thoughts and stuff like that agreed ryan thank you for having me yeah, no worries, um, it was super fun to talk to you